Well, Josh won't tell you, but uh, Josh wrote that and uh, just uh, turned this battle I'm losing into a hallelujah shout. Amen. That's a good line, Josh. I'm glad you put that in there. I, I sent that to you last week. So I'm kidding. I, did, I, did, I, I didn't do that. Uh, man, what a blessing. East of Bogus, so gifted with uh, great talent. Amen. Man, I hope that spoke to you as it did for me. Well, if you have your Bible, if you'll turn with me to Luke chapter 6. <clears throat> In Luke chapter 6, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the New Testament. <clears throat> Every Wednesday, I am in a, uh, well, we call a pastor's huddle. It's, uh, it's just a, a group of pastors. I, I, think there's, I think there's seven of us, I, I think, um, that we meet every Wednesday morning. Uh, it's online, uh, and so it's uh, kind of a, um, a Zoom meeting type deal. Some of you know what Zoom is. Some of you are like, I, isn't that a fishing lure or something? But um, it's uh, online, and, and you got, I'm in my office, and they're all over the state. Actually, one guy's in Texas. And uh, so we meet every morning, every Wednesday morning, <clears throat> and we just kind of, uh, one guy kind of leads it, and he just kind of goes through just all kinds of things. We learn from one another. It's very, very, very beneficial for me uh, because I, I just enjoy uh, uh, learning from other pastors and being with other pastors. And, and so about, uh, maybe about three weeks ago, we discussed something that I thought was very interesting, uh, very intriguing. And I, I thought, wow, this, boy, this really fits in well with us as a church and our direction for this year in our direction of being a going church and how the Lord has called all churches, not just East Toboga. That's not something I just thought of or came up with. No, the, the Bible is very clear that we are to be a going church, that Christians ought to be going, and we ought to be going with the gospel and going with the good news of the gospel and telling people uh, who Christ is and that the, only the Lord Jesus can turn the battles they're losing into hallelujah shouts. And so uh, that is our role, our responsibility as a church. And one of the areas that uh, we do that is in our relationships. Um, and we've talked about this a number of times that we ought to have uh, big and large and many, but also deep relationships with people. Uh, you've heard us say, and part of our outreach model is identify, invest, and invite. So, you do all of that through relationships. You identify someone who is lost or unchurched. And, and uh, last week, you filled out that friend list. Do you remember that? And, and so you're identifying those people, and then you spend some time and, and invest in them. So you're, you're doing relationship with those people. And then eventually, hopefully, you get to a point where you're inviting them, either inviting them to church or inviting them to your, your Sunday school class, your small group, uh, your D-Life group, or inviting them to your home for dinner, uh, inviting them ultimately to the Lord Jesus through the gospel. Uh, and so all of that is done in relationships. And so in order for us to be a going church, and when I say a going church, I mean individual members of the body, in order for you to be a going church, 
Uh, we do that through deep relationships. And so uh, it's, it's quite clear that the Christian life is all about relationships. Would you agree with that? Uh, the, the Bible's very clear. If you've read any of the Bible, you will see that. Uh, you don't have to look very far in the Scriptures that the Christian life is all about relationships. Uh, you, uh, God has not created this Christian walk, this idea of church, the local body believers. He's not uh, created Christians to walk alone, to do life on their own, by themselves. And you've heard it said there are no long-range Christians. There's, you can't do it on your own. So it must be in the realm of relationships. It's, look at the Trinity, just the very beginning of our faith. Look at uh, the relationship that God has. There's the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There is deep relationship even at the foundation of our faith. Uh, and then you build off of that and read anywhere in the Scriptures and it talks a lot about uh, relationships. Uh, having deep relationships is what the sanctification process is all about. Not just for you, but for others as well, for others' sake. Justification is for you, meaning justified. You have been justified. You've been washed and saved and redeemed. You are justified. Uh, you are saved. You're going to heaven. That is for you. But then after that is the sanctification process where you are becoming and looking more like Christ as you live on this earth. And then one day, as we draw our last breath, we will be glorified as we get our perfected body and we live in heaven in all perfection. Uh, that is for you as well and for God as we worship Him for all eternity. But what about the sanctification process? It's not just for you. But it's for others' sake. It's for others around you, and that's done through relationships. If you and I are going to be more like Christ, we're going to be more like Jesus, uh, well, it's important for us to understand the patterns of his life, to understand the patterns of his ministry and how Jesus lived. If, uh, if someone told you early in age that uh, you, as growing up, you need to be just like this person, well, if that's the case, well, you're going to have to learn everything about that person. You're going to have to learn how they live. How did they talk? Where did they go? How did they relate to people? Many of us in the room, you've done projects in school where you had to uh, be a specific person, maybe uh, for a, a class time, or you had to dress up like that person and talk like that person. Maybe it was a president, or maybe you got to pick whoever it was, some famous uh, baseball player or something. Uh, I, I remember I had to do that. I picked Jackie Robinson, and I... I, I it's hard for me to look like Jackie Robinson, but uh, I could put on a, you know, a jersey with 42 on it, and, and I could act like that and do things. Well, in order for me to do that, I had to find everything out about Jackie Robinson I could find out, and so I could act like Jackie Robinson and talk like Jackie Robinson and mannerisms like Jackie Robinson. Well, as a Christian, we ought to look like Jesus. And if we're going to look like Jesus, well, we ought to look at the patterns of Jesus' life. And, and ask ourselves, does my life look like that? Uh, and so, as we study and learn from Jesus, we look at the Scriptures, we clearly see three dimensions that emerge that his life revolved around. Three areas that were very important for Jesus. And you could say that Jesus had three 
important, three great loves, and he was constantly attending to those loves and allowing him incredibly deep relationships. And so I want us to look at what those three loves are. And then, as you see this board behind me, we're going we're gonna to go to class, and I'm going to be a professor. I never wanted to be a professor. I still don't want to be a professor. Uh, and so we're going to go to class, and, and, and I'm going to use this board, and, and you're going to use your, uh, your worship guide. And, and by the way, this is my fault. I just looked in there. I was supposed to uh, tell them to leave a big space under the outline. I did not do that. That's on me. So you're going to have to draw something out on something. And you can find a little spot on there somewhere, uh, but I want you to draw something out. So you're going to need a pen, a paper, um, you know, uh, Lipstick, or I don't know, whatever you got to use, or you know, something to write on or write with. So, you're going to need that. But first, let's read from Luke chapter 6. If you have it, uh, Luke chapter 6, we're going to read verses 12 through 19. We're going to read verses 12 through 19. Uh, and so, if you have it, if you'll stand with me as so we read this scripture together. Luke chapter 6, the Lord beginning his ministry, Jesus beginning his ministry, and starting in verse 12, during those days, he went out to the mountain to pray and spent all night in prayer to God. When daylight came, he summoned his disciples and he chose 12 of them, whom he also named apostles, Simon, who he also named Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealot, Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. Right off the bat, we know. Mm. After coming down with them, he stood on a level place with a large crowd of his disciples and a great number of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, they came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those tormented by unclean spirits were made well. The whole crowd was trying to touch him because power was coming out from him and healing them all. Let's pray together. Father, we're thankful, Lord, for the scriptures. We're thankful for what they say. Lord, we're thankful that what we have just read uh, the Bible, these words are powerful, they are living, and Lord, they can transform our life if we will let them. And so God, we open up our hearts and our minds to hear from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much. In these short passages, we see three great loves of Jesus and as we look at these, I want you to compare these three great loves in your life. And I want you to compare them in such a way that if we're going to be a going church, which I believe God's called us to be, and the Bible says that's very clear, and you're going to be a going believer, then we need to be well balanced in all three of these areas, okay? You can be high on one, and here's what we're going to find out you're probably good at one of these. You may be really good at two of these. But probably most of us in here are probably not very good at all three of them. And so we want to recognize that and wonder, well, how can we correct some of these areas in our life? And so three great loves that you see in your worship guide. The first one is up. 
towards God, his Abba Father. The first deep relationship that Jesus had was up, was towards God. It was towards his heavenly Father. You see that in verse 12. In Luke chapter 6, verse 12, we just read, During those days he went out to the mountain to pray and spent all night in prayer to God. So Jesus had a deep relationship with his heavenly Father. Listen, as Jesus was God in the flesh on earth, he is fully man. One thing we know about that was Jesus had no more access to God than you do. Do you know that? He had no more access to God than I do on earth. He's fully man on earth, okay? He had no more access to God than you nor me. And he had the same access that I do when I go and pray and he goes and prays. We have access to the Heavenly Father. And so Jesus knew God. He knew God. When we read here that he spent all night in prayer to God, how do you get to know someone? Well, you spend time with them. You talk with them. You listen from them. And so we know that one of the great deep relationships that Jesus had was up, the direction up towards God, his Abba Father, his heavenly Father. Jesus knew God, this word know is an is a intimate word. Uh, if uh, you can know someone but not really know them. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can know somebody without really knowing them. If, uh, for example, if the President of the United States walked in, you would say, oh, I know him, I know who that is. Well, that's the President of the United States. And you could probably describe what he looks like. You could describe where he's from. Maybe you may know some interesting facts about our president. You, you, or you could have some, you know, great movie star come in or some country singer or I don't know if Carrie Job walked in. Somebody said, I know, I know her. That's, that's Carrie Job. I know who that is. Well, you know them, but you don't really know them. Not in an intimate type, I know them fashion as in, deep relationship with them. You can tell stuff about them. Uh, You can tell about the upbringing, but we really, unfortunately, don't really know them. Hey, and to be honest with you, the people in your life that you know, you really don't know them. Have you ever had people do things that totally shocked you, totally surprised you? Pastors in pastor circles, you know what we always say? Hey, when it comes down to it, you really don't know people. You know what they say. You know their actions. But you really don't know someone's heart. And things happen all the time where you say, well, I thought I knew them. I thought I knew you. But I guess I really don't. Unfortunately, this is the kind of relationship most people have with God. You know God. But you don't know God in an intimate fashion. People know God. They can say things about God. They can quote God from the Bible. They can tell you things that God has done. They can tell you facts about God. But unfortunately, a lot of people, a lot of believers and Christians, they don't intimately, deep relationship, know God. But Jesus did. Jesus knew God. He knew the Lord. He knew the Heavenly Father. And and it's proven by his life. He spent all night in prayer to God. When's the last time you spent all night in prayer to God? I'd fall asleep in two minutes. I'll just be honest with you. 
it don't, it don't take long for me. Lord, I thank you for all that I have in my life. And I wake up the next morning, I have to finish. But Jesus knew God. He had a deep relationship with God. He spent time in prayer to God, spent time in the Scriptures to learn who God was. He spent time to love God. God. Listen, can I ask you this? Do you have a deep relationship with God? Be honest with yourself. Be completely honest. Oh, I know you know God. I know you know about God. I know you know some facts about God. You can probably quote God. But do you really have a deep, deep relationship with the Lord Jesus, with God, Abba, Father? How did Jesus have that? Well, he spent time in prayer, not just once, but often he spent time in prayer. Not just a quick prayer, but long extended times of prayer. Jesus knew the Scriptures. He knew the Old Testament. He knew the Bible. He studied the Scriptures at a young age. He memorized much of the Scriptures. He knew God of the Bible. Do you know God? Do we know God? Do you love him? Well, first deep relationship is up. The second deep relationship is in towards his disciples. In towards his disciples. You could say this is faith family, people, other believers. In Luke chapter 6, starting in verse 13, we see when daylight came, he summoned his disciples. He brought them all together, and it names all of those that he brought in, these disciples, these apostles. He invested in a small few. He identified them. He invested in them, and he invited them. Come and follow me. And so a deep relationship Jesus had, one, was up towards the Father, towards Abba, Father, towards God. Second deep relationship Jesus had was in, in the faith family, with the disciples, with a, with a select few. He, he invested in a small few. He, uh, it's important of you being invested into. It's important for you to invest in a small few. That's why the Bible says old men invest in young men. Older ladies invest in younger ladies. It's important for us to do that. Not only is it important for you to invest in people, but it's important for people to invest in you. And that's the life of Jesus. He invested in people. He had a deep in relationship with his family, his faith family. It's why we have D-life groups and live in the D-life as we continue to talk about that. Having deep relationships with your faith family. Can you have deep relationships with everyone in your faith family? No. Well, that's, that, that would be impossible. But what you can do is you can get in a small group you can be involved in a Sunday school class or a D-life group, and you can have deep relationship with that small few of people. And that's the way God's designed it, to have deep relationship with a small few. Can I ask you this? Do you have deep relationship with your faith family? It only happens when you're actually with your faith family. What a crazy idea. Some people say, well, I, I, I just don't have deep relationships in the church. Well, you're not here. How can you have deep relationships with a faith family, with a church, when you don't come? And when you do come, you sit there, you don't go speak to anybody. 
You don't go to Sunday school. You don't serve anywhere. You don't go to any kind of function. You don't go to any kind of activity. And then you walk away, and people walk away and go, well, I, they don't love me. I don't love them, and I don't feel there, this, feel that. Well, I'm like, you, don't, you haven't invested in anybody. And so, number one, you've got to be here. Number two, to have deep relationship with faith family, you've got to be involved in a small group. You have to be involved in a Sunday school class. And so listen, I encourage you, I invite you to be involved in a Sunday school class. We have a lot of them. And we have a, I mean, they're all wonderful and they're great. They're different, but they're all great. And they're wonderful. And we'd love to connect you with, one, listen, do you serve in the church in any way? Maybe that's a way for you to be able to learn people and to get to know more folks so you can have a deep relationship with faith family. Do you have deep relationships in towards disciples, towards faith family. The third one is out towards the world. The third deep relationship, a third great love of Jesus was focused out towards the world. We see in starting in verse 17, he, he comes down the mountain with them. He stood on a level place with a large crowd of his disciples and a great number of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases and those tormented by unclean spirits were made well. The whole crowd was trying to touch him because power was coming out from him and healing them all. Not only did Jesus have a deep relationship up with the Father, and a deep relationship with a small few of his faith family. But he also had a great love, a deep relationship out with the lost world, with sinners, with people. Jesus never isolated himself for long periods of times with other believers. He never isolated himself with just believers. And he never isolated himself with just unbelievers. Jesus' mission was to come and seek and save the lost. How can he do that if he's never around the lost? So he surrounded himself with lost people. Can I ask you this? This is an odd question, maybe one you've not thought of. Are you in deep relationships with the lost world around you? I'm talking people who do not know the Lord. They, they do not go to church. They're unsaved. You know it. They know it. Everybody knows it. Do you have deep, not just knowing people, remember what we said, not just knowing them, I mean intimately knowing these people, having deep relationship. Do you have deep relationships with people who are lost? This can be dangerous, obviously. It can be dangerous because of the influence they can have on you, but let me tell you this. Jesus only had deep relationships with the world after he had deep relationship with God first, with his faith family second, and then he was prepared to go out and have deep relationship with the world. It's a progression. If you have deep relationship with the Lord, with God, if you have deep relationship with your faith family, only then are you prepared to have deep relationship with the world. The problem is a lot of people have deep relationship with the world and they don't have deep relationship with God nor the church. They find themselves in many struggles. Do you have deep relationships with the world, with the lost? If the mission of Christ was to come and seek and save that which is lost and, and that's the mission of the gospel, then we need to be around lost people rather than huddling up with our own church friends all the time and never being an influence, being light to darkness. Remember the Bible says it makes no sense to have a, light, a lamp and put a basket over it. It makes no sense. 
But what we're doing as Christians, if you are a believer and you don't have deep relationships with the lost trying to influence them and invite them to Jesus, you are a lampstand with a basket over it. It makes no sense. Yes, it's dangerous, but you, you, you can be prepared by it. So I want to I be able to help. And the, listen, the goal for every believer is to be balanced in all three areas. That's the goal. So I want you to do something. I've got three markers here. I don't know which one's going to work the best, okay? I've got three colors. We're going to try it out. So what I want you to do, and I'm going to try. I, I don't, hopefully you all can see. I may have to scoot this back some. Let's do that so I don't knock this thing over. Oh, gosh. We got budget for that. Okay. I hope everyone can see this. So you got pen, paper, lipstick, eyelash, whatever. Eyelash, not that. The stuff you put, eyeliner. Yeah, you can write with that if you want to. You know, prick your finger, blood, whatever you got to do. So what I want you to do, everybody, what I want you to do, I want you to draw a big triangle. Can you draw as big as you can get? Now, don't laugh at my triangle because it may not be. I'm going to try to get as big as possible. Uh-oh. This is not good. Professor Mike up here, uh-oh. Don't take a picture of my triangle. I'll laugh at your triangle. I'm trying to make it big where you can see. Can everybody see that? Back in the back, y'all need some help. Need help? Some people hold things far away. It helps them. All right. What is, uh, what's, it's, it's known that the triangle is as far as the way a triangle is built is the strongest, right? Because of its foundation, how it's built. Here's what I want you to do. There's three loves in your life. So up top of the triangle, I want you to write the word up. Up. There's up. That's obviously towards God, towards the Heavenly Father. You know where we're going. You have in right here, up, in towards disciples, towards faith family, and y'all are smart enough to figure this one out, out towards the world. You have out towards the world. These are three great loves that Jesus had. Uh, can y'all see that over here on the sides? It barely, if I can move it side to side, I would, but I, it would not work well. Um, so you have up, in, and out. And so the goal is for us to be balanced in having deep relationships in all three areas, okay? It, you may have deep relationship in one but not the other, and I'm going to show you something in just a second of why it's important for you to have deep relationship in all three, especially if we're going to be successful in, uh, in going. And so here's what I want you to do. In the middle of this triangle, I want you to draw a dot. I'm going to estimate this is the middle right there. Okay. So there's a dot. You see that? It's in the middle of your triangle. Now what I want you to do is draw a dotted line to all three areas from this. So just dotted line. Uh-oh. Dotted line there and dotted line all the way down. There you go. Can you all see that? Everybody good? You got dot in the middle, dotted lines. Uh, you are paying attention so well. Look at you. I'm a good professor. Um, so I'm just kidding. So you have all three ears. Here's what I want you to do now. So far, it's been easy, right? You don't mind if people see your paper right now. Is everybody doing it on their own? You don't want it? Don't share with anybody. Want everybody to do their own? Do your own. Don't share with anybody. I need you to do your own. All right, now is where you may not want people to see your paper. 
okay? So we want deep relationships. So one through 10, here's what I want you to do. In, uh, number one through 10, one being terrible, awful, like zero. 10 being amazing, the best you can have, the best you can get. I want you to rate yourself from your life up, where do you see your relationship with God in a deep relationship? Not just knowing, but deep relationship, okay? All right, so for example, if you were to ask me, let's just say, um, that's not a dotted line. Let's just say, I would say deep relationship. I'm gonna go, now don't, you do yours, don't do, I'm just making this my. I would say, let's see, if that's a five right there, I'll just go a six. Let's go six with, for me. Let me change colors, see if that works better. All right, I don't know if you'll be able to see this red or blue. Okay, so everybody got that? Deep relationship with God. One is, mm-mm, there is none, barely nothing. Ten being, way at the top being, oh, it's amazing, brother Mike. Hey, I got it. It's, it's the best relationship you could ever have. I don't need any help in my relationship with God. It's, it's, I'm there. <laughs> if you're up here, come on down. Just right down here. You're going to be, you're way off balance. Okay, so that's deep relationship with God. Next, deep relationship in with faith family. Do you have close relationship, deep relationship with faith family? Uh, so one through ten, one being, mm-mm, I don't have deep relationship. Ten being way over here, I have amazing, you can't get any better than relationships I have with people. Uh, and so um, let's just do, oh, stink. I don't want to mix these colors. Okay, so let's just say, I'm going to go, I feel like I do pretty good. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go eight. Okay, that looks like eight somewhere in there. Okay, so that's an eight. I'm going to go with eight for me. Okay, everybody still good? Everybody good? Class, you didn't know you were coming to class, did you? All right, there we go. So obviously you know what's coming next. Your deep relationships with out with the world, deep relationship with the lost, meaning are you not just knowing them, but are you in deep relationship, meaning investing in the lost world in hopes that they would come to know Christ? Are you sharing the gospel? Are you a constant witness to them? Are you sharing Jesus? Are you inviting them to church, inviting them to the gospel, inviting them to the supper table, the lamb supper table? How are you doing on that? Is it one over here, meaning I'm not doing it at all. I mean, I, I really don't. Ten being, hey, I, Billy Graham has nothing on me. I mean, nothing on me. I, I'm, I am the man. I am the woman. I, hey, when I get to heaven, I, they're going to applaud me. I mean, I'm just, there's going to be a whole stadium full of people, okay? If you're right here, just come on down. Just, we'll, I'll put a seat down here for you. Okay, so for me, I, I'm going to go... I'm going to be a little bit honest with you. Uh, I'm probably going to go, oh, can I do this in front of y'all? Um, I want to say down here, but I'm not. I'm going to go a four. I'm going to do a four, okay? I'm going to go with four. And if you're judging me, I will judge you later. Don't judge me. Okay, everybody got that? Deep relationships with all three. Everybody, everybody good? Thumbs up? Everybody okay? You're doing so well. Um, I, I'm, I'm just so excited. So here's what I want you to do. After you've done that, 
you have, now you have these three dots. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to draw a line and connect these three dots. So go from here down to here, over to this one, and then up to that one. Y'all got that? Everybody understand that? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's pretty easy, isn't it? Y'all love my art skills. I got, I got good art skills. <laughs> good skills. Everybody got that? Are you with me so far? Now, here's what I want you to do. Take whatever you're writing with, and I want you to color in this area as best you can. So just color all this in. So just, there you go. I'm going to try not to mix these markers because they're brand new. There you go. Oh, yeah. Just color, color, color. Stay in the lines, everybody. It's basic. Color, color, color. You can even make noises when you do it. Just color it all in. There you go. Good job. You're good followers. Okay. Has everybody got that? Okay. So you've colored. Man, we've drawn. All right. If I was completely well-balanced in my life, in all three deep relationships that Jesus had, up with God, in with the church, and out with the world, this whole triangle would be filled. But what you notice in my life is I'm way off balance, aren't I? I've done really well in this part. That's my strength. I, I'm, I'm highly relational. So I, I do pretty good. Let me stand on this side, give you all equal amount of time. You can see I'm well balanced over here. Not, not totally. I got, I've got work to do, but I'm pretty balanced over here. But you can see my triangle here on the inside is way off balance. So what does that tell me? What does that tell Mike Snyder? I've got a lot of work to do. I'm not well balanced in the three great loves of my life. The Lord, His church, and the lost. Okay? And in order for me to be successful in going... In order for us to be successful in going, we need to be greater balanced in all three areas of our life. So I want you to take your triangle. What does it look like for you? You may be good in one area, but not so good in, in two other areas. You may be good in two areas, but not very good in a third. You may just be totally lying to yourself. I don't know. You may want to redo this at home and go, you know, I'm going to do it for real this time. But what we find out is when you look at the life of Jesus, he has three great loves in his life, God, the church, and the world. And in order for us to be successful as a going church, we need to have three great deep relationships, deep relationship with God first, his church second, and then lastly, the world. And in order for us to be effective, in order for us to be an effective church, we need to be well-balanced in all three areas of our life. Does this make sense? Does this help you out at all? Maybe this helps you kind of see, I'm, I'm really not as balanced as I thought I was. You know, when you put it that way, I'm, I'm not as well-balanced or as good of a Christian, whatever that means. I'm not as good as a Christian as I thought I was. And, and when we did this in our pastor's huddle, I was, I mean, I was just so convicted by it. I thought, Lord, I, I, I thought I had it going on. But when you break it down like this, man, the Lord convicted me, convicted my heart. And I've, I've got some work to do in some, in some big areas of my life 
to be well balanced in all three areas. So let me ask you this. In what area do you need work in? What area do you need to be more balanced in? If it's with the Lord, then do what Jesus did. Jesus spent time in prayer, extended times in prayer, not just a quick throw it up, you know, quick home run prayer. Jesus spent all night in prayer. He would often remove himself, zero distractions, and he would pray for hours at a time. So if we need to increase in our up relationship to be deeper, we need to spend more time in prayer. Amen? And prayer is more than just you talking. It's you listening, too. Let the Lord speak into your life. If you need to be better balanced in the end towards church, towards faith family, Hey, find a Sunday school class to get involved in. If you are in a Sunday school class, ask your teacher in your class, how can you be more involved in your class? Get, can, do you, is there a responsibility that you can do? Uh, if, if you're not serving in anywhere in the church and you don't know a lot of people, on the back of your welcome card, there's a lot of opportunities for you to serve. Find somewhere to serve so you can get to know people better. If you're interested in being in a D-Life group, uh, contact the church office. You can email me or Pastor Matt or any of the staff, and we'll, we'll, we're, we're working towards getting all that corrected so you can be in a small group with a small group of people so you can have greater, deeper relationships with the church, with faith family. Be involved. Talk to people. When it's fellowship time, go talk to somebody. How are you this so nice to me? Look, you say, well, I, I don't know if they're a member or they're uh, a, a visitor. Guess what? They don't know if you're a member or you're a guest or visitor. It doesn't matter. And so go talk with them. What about out? And so if you need to be better balanced and out, how, what can we do? Well, don't just go there. Start with your up relationship. You'll never be good at in and out if you're not good with up. So start with up. Be a good church member. Be a good faith family member. Serve the church. Serve people in the church. Be a great faith family member and invest in people. Don't just let me invest in you every Sunday morning, but invest in people throughout the week. Get in a small group. Get in a D-Life group. And then you'll be better equipped to go out and be effective in going to the lost world. But do what Jesus did. Spend time with them. Uh, you know people in your life, they're your friends, friend, relative, associate, neighbor, that are lost. They need Jesus. Spend time with them. Invite them to your home for dinner. And you say, what, what if, man, they just, ah, what if they say something that is inappropriate? What if they, you know, if they have foul language, what if they do that? Well, okay. Your, your house is not going to fall in, I promise you. Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty well built. If they do, hey, they're just, they're just doing what they know. And they need you as light to show them who's living in darkness the way. And who is the way? Jesus. They need you. They're walking around in darkness. They don't know where they're going. They're just stumbling around doing what they know to do best because that's who they are. And so we're not going to fault them for who they are. But we do want to go out and have deep relationship. Why? So they know you. And when they get to know you, you know what they get to know? They get to know Christ in me. And hopefully, any kind of stereotype they have about the church would be resolved by knowing you. You understand that? Church is nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. That's all there are, a bunch of hypocrites. Well, well, one, we got room for more. Just come on. 
We got room. I'm, I'm serious. We do. <laughs> Some of y'all are offended by that. I, I mean, we, we all mess up. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't want to be that sometimes, but I am. And I apologize. I'm sorry. But you know what you could do in that moment? Let them get to know you. And you know what they'll get to discover? It's not about being a hypocrite. You know what it's about? Grace. It's about God's grace. And if they could ever experience the grace of God, it'll transform their life. But they'll never be able to experience if you don't have a deep relationship with them. Invite them to your house. Invite them to your small group. Invite them out for coffee, for dinner. Get to know them. Uh, this past week, I, Lord has put someone on my heart. And uh, I've met them one or two times, maybe, since I've been at East Tobogus since 2008. And the Lord put them on my heart. Uh, and they don't, uh, they don't come to church or anything. And, um, and so, but God put them on my heart. And so I was a little nervous. But it's like God's telling me, you need to invest in that person. You need to invest in them. And so by God's grace and great strength, I went to their house, and I knocked on the door. And you know who the only person was there? That one person. Their spouse wasn't there. I was hoping they would be, so it wouldn't be a little awkward. But they weren't only that person. And you know what that person did? Invited me into their home. And you know what we sat there and talked about? I didn't say anything about Jesus. I didn't. I didn't say anything about the church. I didn't say anything about his life or mine. You know what we talked about? Fishing. <laughs> we talked about hunting and fishing and our kids and growing up and grandkids and I don't have any, but he does. And we talked about that. You know why? I want to invest in him. I want him to get to know me so that at the right time, I can tell him about Jesus. But I'm going to earn the right to be heard with him. And that takes relationship. And so I'm trying to develop a deep relationship with this person. And I hope you will too. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. Lord, we're thankful. God, I, I pray for every person in this room. Lord, there are people in here that when we start talking about a deep relationship up with a father, they have to admit they don't have one. Listen, if you're in this room, and you would say, Pastor Mike, when you started talking about an up relationship with a father, I have to sit here and admit I don't have a relationship with God. But I would like one. How do I do that? Listen, the Bible is so clear. The gospel is so simple for you and for me. The Bible simply says to confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that he died on the cross for your sins. See, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And listen, I hate to tell you this, but you are a sinner. And listen, I was in the same place you are right now. I realized one day that I was lost. I was a sinner. But then someone told me the same thing I'm telling you. That the wages of my sin was death. But that Jesus, instead of me dying for my sins, Jesus took my place on the cross. And he died for me in my place so that I could have my sins forgiven. 
if I would trust in him. And I want to tell you the same thing. If you will trust in Jesus this morning, put your faith and trust in him, that he died for you so that you could be saved, so that your sins could be forgiven. Confess to him. Believe that he died on the cross for you. And then the Bible just simply says to repent. That word repent means turn. Turn from your sinful lifestyle, the one you're living right now, you're living for yourself, and turn towards Jesus and start walking towards the Lord Jesus. Would you do that this morning? Listen, you may have walked in here with no relationship with God, but you can leave here with a relationship with the Lord Jesus, with God. I'll be down front. Pastor Matt will be here. You can pray right where you are. Say, Lord, I'm a sinner. God, I I need a relationship with you. And so, God, I pray that you would forgive me of my sins. Lord, I confess my sins to you. Lord, I need a Savior. And God, this morning, I want to trust in what Jesus has done for me. So, God, I'm asking you to save me now. To come into my life and save me. And Lord, I want to live for you the rest of my life. Listen, the Bible says that if you pray that, God will save you. And I believe he will. And if you've prayed that prayer, we want to celebrate because all of heaven is celebrating. And we want to join them. I'll be down front. I know Pastor Matt is here already. We'd love to talk with you about that. So you come. Listen, believers in the room, Christians, faith followers, those that know the Lord Jesus. Listen, maybe the Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart this morning about deep relationships in your life. And maybe, hopefully, the Lord has spoken to your heart that you've got some work to do in your life when it comes to having deep relationships. There ought to be three loves in your life, the Lord, His church, and the lost world. And I pray that God has shown you where you are, where you stand, and how unbalanced you may be. So this invitation is for us as well, that we would come and pray and say, Lord, I'm unbalanced. I, I, I've, got, I've got work to do in the area of up and in, or I've got work to do in the area of up and out, or up, in, and out. And so, Lord, I'm praying, God, from this point on, Lord, I will put disciplines in my life to be more well-balanced in every area, every love that Jesus had, so I could look more like Jesus. Won't you come and pray as well? Father, have your way. Lord, it's in your name we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.